This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Informational, Inspirational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today we answer listener mail and focus on one listener's question concerning the airline pilot lifestyle. But before we begin, a few announcements. This podcast is sponsored by PlainEnglishSim.com, the app-based aviation radio simulator. Use the coupon code PlainEnglishSim for a free scholarships guide, which is sponsored by PlainEnglishSim.com. You know, the current scholarships guide includes updates and also new scholarships and a category scholarships for adults. Visit aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships. Also, our latest video is on YouTube. There will be a link in the show notes. If ATC gives you a number to call, should you make that call? Really interesting video. We talk with an aviation attorney about whether you should make that call if ATC gives you a number to call. So check that out online. Anyway, let's move on to the show. We have uh, one question and then the main question uh, that comes in here. So, again, you can uh, write us at feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com or click on the website and uh, look at uh, feedback. Anyway, the first question comes in says, Hello there, Carl. I'm from Brazil, and I love to listen to your podcast. I found your podcast last year, and since then I try to listen to you every week. Currently, I'm working and living in Germany, and I'm an agronomist, and I work with organic agriculture. One of the reasons that I've moved to Germany was to pursue my dream of becoming an airline pilot. A few months before I had moved to Germany, I read about Lufthansa's flight school, and I said to myself, I need to try. Well, unfortunately, I didn't pass the test. It was really hard. Uh, but it's okay. Never give up your dreams and always blue skies uh, is what a friend of his had who works for Lufthansa Cargo. And that's really good advice he gave you. He continues, I'm very interested in community colleges, aviation programs. It would be a gateway to universities, in addition to starting pilot training. I say that because I would like to not only do pilot training, but also go deeper into the academic world. I know that academic courses in the United States are not cheap. Even more so, including the pilot courses together, and for international applicants, the cost of school credits go up quite a bit. Uh, In his research, he's found it's about $20,000 annually. I know you have a lot of experience in this area of scholarships, and I decided to write you for any tips. Do you have any idea of scholarships for international applicants or even some possibility of financing? I'd like some advice on community college to help with my search. Until now, I've been interested in Parkland College, Northwest College in Wyoming, and Colorado Northwestern Community College. Uh, All the best, Carl. I look forward to hearing from you. Greetings from Germany. Well, thanks so much. Uh, Actually, one of our last podcasts was from Germany, and uh, I haven't actually been there. My wife's been over there. It's a a wonderful country, great place. A lot of uh, cool flying happens in Germany as far as on a recreational basis and also career-wise. Interesting uh, is the fact that you mentioned coming to the U.S. and colleges in the U.S. and the cost, and it does go up, obviously, if you're an international student, but there's also some resources for you. Asked about a directory of uh, colleges, etc., one of the things that we've been toying with, and I'd like to get feedback from people, if you'd like to see us put together a directory of colleges, of aviation university uh, programs, because right now there's this association that I'm going to point you towards. There's a website. The University Aviation Association has a lot of the member colleges there are listed. Uh, there's also, if obviously, you can Google search, et cetera, uh, as far as colleges out there. You know, I'm 
obviously associated with uh, Polk State College as a volunteer there, and that's here in Florida. But there's many different schools out there. My one advice, though, before you do go into the search is try to find a college that has an aviation program that is enabling their students to complete they're flying. I know there's been some challenges with some of the colleges. What do I mean by that? That means that uh, they've just been having some challenges trying getting them through the program because um, they don't have enough airplanes, etc. Right now, things are really in flux, as we know, and, and obviously some of the international students, uh, things have changed a little bit. The ones that are here kind of are staying here, and, and people coming in, that's going to start opening up here shortly, and a lot of the schools are opening. But that's one resource. There's other ones out there. And uh, I know there's one other one out there that I'm not sure of. I might put in the show notes that has a directory. But the link I'm giving you also has a Facebook page for the University Aviation Association. Uh, Their member organizations are in there. As far as paying for it, though, international scholarships. So obviously we're here in the U.S. We've been trying to include many more scholarships. We have some partners in Brazil. uh, Like, you know, you've seen them on the show before. One of the things we haven't focused on is a lot of the Brazilian scholarships, but uh, we're trying to do more of that. So... So no, the scholarships guy right now only has a few international type scholarships, meaning uh, countries other than the United States, because that's where we're based right now. Uh, we're looking to put more in there, and uh, we will reach out to others down there. But I highly recommend you looking at scholarships that are here in the United States. There, and there are scholarships for international students that are sponsored by uh, different corporations and different individuals here in the U.S. And it's a little bit of hunting to do. So we're going to try to do a little bit of that work for you. And uh, uh, you know, our scholarships coordinator. Alicia, uh, she's going to try to put some more of those together. So uh, I uh, also going back to what you asked as far as uh, doing some of the financing for flight training, that part of it is a little bit different. And uh, as far as, you know, having you finance that, there's many different ways to do that. And working with the college is the best way to figure that out because you really have to go through the financial aid department and all of these colleges and they really kind of walk you through this process. Remember, you're not alone. You're not the first person that's done this. And there's lots of people out there that really, really want to help you. And that's really what's important. So hopefully that's helped you out and we will try to put more of those in there, but it's going to be a process. And uh, I know you're looking to get, get this done and get into it right away. And I'm, I think that's great. You know, even with all that's going on, remember, it's going to take you years to get into to the flight deck and this too shall pass what we have going on right now and and there will be another you know issue coming up in the future as far as flying is concerned etc we're going to talk a little bit about that in the next question which is the main topic here today uh, to talk about careers but anyway thanks so much again feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com if you do have a question and check out the show notes for that link that i talked about now, the next question uh, comes in. This is a really good question. It's going to be what I'm going to talk about throughout this episode. And uh, so let me just read you his email. It says, uh, Hi, Carl. Thank you for the podcast. It's been very educational and encouraging. I'm a flight test engineer with an airplane single engine land private pilot certificate. I have the opportunity to apply for an online master's of science in engineering management program at my company, and they'll pay for the degree. However, I'm interested in transitioning to a career as a pilot. I'm working on my instrument rating while working full-time and want to continue all the way to CFI before leaving my job. I'm beginning to think that a master's degree program while working full-time and working on my pilot ratings will be a lot 
to manage. It yeah, it sure is. Uh, so and and I give you a lot of credit for for doing that. I think that's that's absolutely terrific. My question for you is this: Do you think a master's in science and engineering management degree is valuable when applying for and potentially the difference in getting the coveted pilot positions in the one twenty one world or corporate aviation? Thank you for your time. You know, as far as degrees and further degrees are concerned, it does set you apart, and that is it's a good thing, and that's important uh, to try to set yourself apart. Uh, but uh, the one thing that I really want to uh, stress is the fact that the most important thing is flying. You are getting this paid by your company, so that really is something that's great. And if you think you can swing it all, that's terrific. But the only thing I caution you on is whether you should do all at the same time because you may not be able to handle it. You're, you know, you're telling me this right now on here. It might be difficult. So proceed with caution and see if something does get pushed to the wayside. If, if there, it's a detriment to your flight training, uh, then you know maybe you need to lighten up either on the flight training or the degree side of things. Currently, in the environment we're in, uh, the degrees will help, obviously. But the most important thing, remember this, is flight time, flight time, and playtime. So that's really, really important. So uh, anyway, I I appreciate that question. And yes, I would would look at the degree as something that will help you in the future. You do need to have a bachelor's. You already have that. Uh, having a master's degree will help some, especially as things get more competitive in the uh, in the environment that we are in right now. Uh, but anyway, thanks for that question. And again, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com for other questions. I, I did mean, I was, I was saying we were going to the main topic of discussion. I forgot there was one more question before that. So here's the main uh, uh, question coming in. It's a really good question. And I really, I, I love this. This is the type of, of topic topic I like to talk about, uh, especially from a lifestyle perspective. Anyway, he, uh, the next person writes in and says, hello, Carl. I have some pretty heavy questions and I'm looking for advice. Currently a high school senior and I'm considering becoming a commercial airline pilot. This is a career that has always interested me inexplicably. I don't have any family or experience flying aircraft. I owe my first interest in aviation to a career night. I've looked into and researched countless careers, and somehow I always come back to aviation. By the way, the whole career fair and the career night thing, I think that's awesome. That is one of the most important things, I think, out there. And if you're listening to this and have a lot of experience already in the industry, do me a favor and think about getting involved in a career fair because there's a lot of people like this person that's writing right now that don't know anything about our career, and it's it's wonderful to share those. That's why we have so many guests on. I really want to try pe- to get people to tell me about their career. I don't want you to just look at my perspective, um, and I want you to hear from all these other people because everybody comes at it from many different perspectives in the career. So I'm glad that they've done that. Anyway, he continues on with his question. My concern for choosing the career is I don't fully understand what the lifestyle is. I'm concerned I won't be home enough to spend time with the family. I'm also concerned flying would be monotonous and I'd lose interest. It would be a blessing to me if you could give me advice as to what to do, mainly what the commercial pilot lifestyle is like, how to go about learning if I'm passionate about aviation, and anything else that could be useful or important. Thank you so much for your time. 
Easy way to get, and this is a great question, easy way to figure out if you're passionate about aviation, get involved. Uh, in a lot of things in our lives, just in general, we don't really know what it is we like until we get involved with those things. A good example is art. I didn't really realize I liked art history until I started studying it. And then I studied it for a few years in college, and I didn't realize I was into that. I didn't realize I was into uh, the history of lighthouses, that type of thing. All these other interests that I had that I didn't know about. So you remember, life is a discovery. It's also a serendipitous journey. So make sure you keep your eyes open and keep your eyes open in this career field. Look at all the different things that are out there. Talk to people. Listen to all the past podcasts from people that have gotten involved in different things in aviation, different careers, especially the airline pilots. I know we focus a lot about it on airline pilots in this podcast, but uh, there's so many other careers out there, and I know you're interested in airline pilot career, but listen to what they have to say intently. I know some people, obviously, they can't say certain things here online. That's why we do the coaching, etc. But I, I try as hard as I can to get people to relate things as far as the career is concerned. So let's talk about some of the points that you made. One of them, and I'll get this first one out of the way right away, being concerned about becoming monotonous and losing interest. You want to know something? And I love this job and I love this career. There are times it gets monotonous and it gets kind of boring. And yeah, you got to step away sometimes. I, you know what? It's in any career. But you have to, I think one of the things that's important, and I know for me and other people that I see that are struggling with this, is that you look back at what you're doing. Think about what it is you're doing. You're taking this this machinery and you're flying it through the air to these amazing locations. So if there's something that gets boring, I know when you're doing something over and over and over, it gets easy, which is a good thing, especially for an airline pilot, especially now with this whole COVID crisis we have going on right now where pilots aren't getting their landings. I actually am about to go out of currency. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we I'm dying to get back in the cockpit. I haven't landed a jet in like, gosh, two and a half months, and I'm so excited to get back in the cockpit again and, uh, and do some landings. So it, whenever I think about it, when it's getting kind of boring, I think about what to do next. What can I do next? to add some excitement. It could be changing bases. It could also be changing aircraft. It could be changing your position, maybe upgrading to captain, maybe downgrading to first officer and, and, and becoming a senior first officer and going to those really cool locations. Because it's not just about the flying. Uh, remember, as an airline pilot, it's not only flying, you're also being paid to make a lot of decisions. And that's the part of it that doesn't get quite as monotonous. But yes, I mean, a simple day, it's clear in a million outside, great skies, time to fly up to New York and uh, back down to Florida again. Done it a million times. Uh, it can get somewhat boring, but you know what? It's kind of like when you go out, if you're into recreational boating or any type of recreation, it sometimes can be quote unquote boring, but it also is an opportunity to clear your head. Uh, and that actually is an, is a great thing. It's, it's a great thing to be able to do that, uh, especially when you're, you're flying and it's good that it becomes monotonous because that means you have really mastered that skill. So that's that part of it that I want to talk about now. The, oh, now here's the, the 800 pound gorilla in the room here, as far as the lifestyle is concerned, what you talked about being away from home. So I really want to focus on that. If, and this is something that I think turns a lot of people off to the career, but it also is actually a bonus to the career. 
know it sounds strange, so we'll kind of we're going to really dissect this here. Being away from home, yes, you're away from home quite a bit. Also, the other thing to think about is this: there's no such thing as holidays. There's no such thing as weekends. There's no such thing as birthdays. Uh, those are all out the window. You are. It's a seven day a week job, 365 days a year. This is a much different industry than some others. A good example is say you work as uh, an emergency room physician, emergency room nurse, uh, fireman. You know, there's all sorts of different jobs out there that are seven days a week. So kind of compare it to that. Um, but you also have some time at home, which is really, really important. The other thing you have to factor into that whole being away from home, and again, these are, I guess it depends. These are negatives. So let's talk a little bit about the negatives uh, and the challenges. So you're gone for training, especially when you start off in a new airplane, you start off at a new company, you're going to training for six to eight weeks, you're going to be gone. You're going to be good. And that's the hardest part because you're doing a whole ton of training in a short amount of time. So when you first get hired, when you first upgrade, so you have to prepare your family and your life for that. If you're a single person and you know have no encumbrances, you don't, you're not responsible for any other people, it's easy. I mean, it's easier, I should say. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that, but you are going to be away from your family if, if you have strong ties, yes, during that period. So so that's something to, to really think about. As far as the job is concerned, the one cool thing about it as far as getting back to the hours is you can do like I do. And I, I fly a minimal number of hours and I haven't upgraded the airline that I'm in right now. I haven't upgraded yet because I like to be home a lot and I like to do this and I like to help people with their careers and I'm very passionate about it. Uh, so it gives me the opportunity to do that. Uh, if I find I'm getting bored, then yeah, maybe I'll upgrade to captain. I've kind of been looking at that. But what I've been able to do because I'm getting more senior at the airline is I can uh, actually reduce the number of hours I work. And I'm going to give you some examples as to, for instance, what I've flown in the past year and what a typical pilot flies and how this can actually be beneficial. So looking at my, I looked at my hours last year. I was away from base for 2,400 and 75 hours in 2019. So what does that equate to? If you do the math, it's 103 24-hour periods. So 103 full days that I was away. Uh, the, the average number of hours I'm away in a year per day, if you average it throughout, is 6.78 hours. I know that's kind of funny math, uh, but you kind of put that away because you're actually away at work for an average of 6.78 hours, but you're not normally away during every day. So that's the other cool thing about it. Uh, me personally, uh, I usually work about 15 days a month, the maximum. The other cool thing I do is I take seven days off in a row every month. So in other words, I have a seven day, you can almost call it a vacation every month. So how many people get one week vacation every month? That's pretty cool. Uh, so that's seven days, I am home. Let's look at the fact that maybe I, one month I decide to work a lot and I don't have seven straight days and I work 15. Uh, most people work about 16 to 18 days a month. So you're looking at being home, you know, maybe a minimum days off is like 12 days off a month. You're home for those 12 days. And when you're home, you're home, period. And that's the cool thing. You're, you're there. You're focusing on your family, uh, focusing on your friends. 
if you can, you try to get those days off so you can go and, and see your, your children uh, in the play that they're in or whatever it else it may be. I mean, it, it's just you, you can decide what it is that you want to do and how you want to make that lifestyle. And that's really important. The One other thing, too, that you also have to realize in that whole lifestyle as far as being home, uh, something I didn't talk about is commuting. Um most people in a traditional job, they live close enough to work that they can go to work every day. In an airline pilot's lifestyle, what we do is we go to work and usually stay there for anywhere from two to five, maybe six days. Some people in the cargo world, they go away for like 20 days at a time or even more. Uh, but there's, there's many different types of schedules that are out there. Some folks even just do what's called day trips. They go into work and they fly and they come back. And that's really cool. From a, a flying perspective, usually the corporate jobs, you're home a lot more. Uh, usually they're out and backs or turns, whatever you want to call it, meaning that you go into work, you fly to a location, uh, the person does their meeting, et cetera, or you drop somebody off and then you fly back. So a lot of times people like that lifestyle or they like the fact that they get to go to some really cool hotels. That is another cool thing about the job is the overnights. I know I've been able to take friends and family on overnights every so often. Say I've got a 36-hour overnight on some beach in the Caribbean. Uh, that's actually really cool, and I do that a lot. I like to do that. Or say I want to see family, and here comes that lifestyle thing. I try to make my trips so that I'm able to go see family and friends on my overnights, and that's really cool. I'm getting paid to do that, and that's a, a real neat part of that lifestyle. If you're worried about the whole, you know, the the family part of things, it is a struggle. You know, we're let, let's let's be frank as far as that's concerned, and being transparent here. So I've, I've done this career for a while, and uh, we talk about where you work, like, for instance, commuting to work. Say you live in the same city that you work in. Commuting to work is easy. You get in your car and you go there. What if, like in my case, uh, I at one point in my career, I was you know 2,000 miles away from where I worked at one point. That means I have to travel to get to my job and then do my job. And that's where it gets a little tougher. That's where it's harder. And that's where you're away from, from home a lot more. So for instance, uh, lived in Texas, commuted to Utah, I was flying in Utah for a while. So when I would go to work, I'd have to give myself a good half a day or a whole day just to get to work. So if I had three days off, you know, the first day off sometimes and the last day off, I was commuting half of that day. If I was lucky, I got to go in, or uh, finish a trip and, and commute back the same day I was working. So three days off turns into really two days, a day and a half, that type of thing, if you don't live in base. So that's another option, though, that's really cool for an airline pilot, is you can live anywhere you want. The other downside is you can live anywhere you want. Uh, so again, in my case, living in, in Texas, that, that was really difficult. And I will say one thing. When I, when I was commuting, uh, it did put a lot of strain uh, on my life, and especially in the beginning, uh, we talk about the lifestyle. There's a, another thing you got to think about on the lifestyle, and that's the pay. In the beginning, the pay is really low. And I know, you know, when I started this career, into this career, and I started dating, et cetera, while I was in the career, when people I was dating found out how little I made, they were like, well, oh my gosh, you know, I made maybe a tenth of whatever the person I was dating made. You know, obviously, I, I made a lot of people that were very successful, you know, uh, lawyers and, and doctors and things like that and business owners. But 
that's where you realize that it can be a different lifestyle because of the low pay. You have to think about what it is you need to do to pay off certain bills. Your lifestyle does change, by the way, uh, when you start really having money in the bank and making money. So those are the kind of things you have to think about uh, as far as that's concerned. Also, your family is number if it's number one you bring them with you you try to move to base etc I, I suggest that for people that are or you know have a family or if you're there's the other side of that coin if you live somewhere that you absolutely love and you talk to your family say hey listen I'm going to commute because we love living where we are um, but just realizing I'm going to be gone for a long period of time uh, in I will say in my case it didn't work out so well uh, in the beginning for for as far as while I was dating luckily I got to a point where uh, you know I had a spouse or have a spouse that doesn't mind me going away for days at a time and you know when I'm home I'm home I do a lot of you know things here locally I don't really travel um, which is kind of interesting too on the lifestyle again discussing lifestyle you think you know you get free flying for your family. So on your days off, you can bounce over to Rome. Uh, say you want to go, like, I want to see my family in Italy. I can go see my family in Italy. But the problem is, do you really want to go back to the airport after you've had to deal with passengers and all that kind of stuff and, and all the challenges that are there? And those are the kind of things that you have to think about as far as the lifestyle is concerned. And, uh, and being away from home and having a family, people do it. Just... You know, let's say, and now I've talked a little bit about the challenges and the negatives. So let's switch over to the real positives. I have so much time off, and many people go into certain jobs, airline jobs, where they have so much time off that their neighbors, they really don't think <laughs> they work. Uh, I even hear that from my neighbors sometimes. Like, are you ever going to go to work? And I'm like, well, actually, I do other stuff. But yeah, I, eventually, I go to work, I come back, and I don't work a lot of days like some people do. If you're the type of person that does, yeah, you're going to be away from, you're going to be away from home a lot. But that's true of any job. Uh, so you can't really say that's specific to the airline job. There are people that that work uh, in regular. Like when I used to own a business, I worked seven days a week. And, you know, I was away from home, but I was actually able to drive home. The other interesting thing about the lifestyle is being, not being able to sleep in your own bed every night. Uh, I look at it as a positive. I actually am one of these weird people that likes hotel rooms. Uh, and I enjoy, I don't know if that's weird, but, they, you know, I, I enjoy hotel rooms. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy meeting people and, and discovering people's lifestyles. So I love that part of it. But it also, it can be tough for some people. You know, you're in a different room. What I find is I get into a, a routine, which a lot of people do. So as far as that part of the lifestyle is concerned, there is a, a positive being home. And I know people that have been able to coach teams. Uh, I'll give you a good example. Uh, I have a friend that was flying the DC-10 and was flying from New York over to Hawaii. And that's the only trips uh, that he was able to do, especially the last seven years of his career. So Friday he would leave. He'd come back Sunday and that was his job. He was away for three days. The rest of the week, he actually ran a cement company. And he was one of the first people that got me into actually flying. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. And not only that, he was able to help out uh, back when the children were younger, help out with baseball and those type of things and coaching different sports, etc. A lot of it, again, is determined based on you and where, you, where you're based and the type of trips you get and your seniority, et cetera. The seniority is all based on how long you've been there. So uh, a lot of these decisions are, are based on whether you want to move on to the next career. This happens a lot with people, for instance, they're at a regional airline. 
and they say, well, I'm just going to I'm going to stay here at the regional. My lifestyle is so cool. Like I stayed at the regionals a little longer because uh, I was making really good money at the regionals. I took a big pay cut when I went to the majors. Uh, it took me about two years to get back to my similar pay at the at the regionals. And I loved my lifestyle. You know, I also had another income. So that was another part of it. You see a lot of folks, and think about this, you know, going back to the lifestyle, there's a lot of pilots out there that have other careers, other jobs, other businesses outside of aviation, and they're able to run these businesses. You couldn't do that without having a lot of days off. Uh, so that that part of the lifestyle is absolutely terrific. You can do work even on overnights. Say a lot of your stuff is by the, by phone. Like for instance, for me, a lot of my business is over the internet, um, and I can do a lot of that on the internet. I can make phone calls outgoing. I don't like to do uh, like coaching calls on overnights and things like that because I get nervous that I may have to cancel. And I tried doing it once or twice, and it, and they had to cancel because I was delayed and things like that. So, uh, so that can be a challenge. There are certain businesses that lend to being able to have the uh, airline pilot lifestyle and also own a business, but those are those are you know can be somewhat of a challenge to find, but they're out there. Uh, say, for instance, you're in the insurance business or you're in the real estate business. You just have to make sure you have a good partner. Many times these people partner with their spouse. Uh, the spouse will run whatever it is, the insurance business, the sales business, et cetera. The, they will help out. With, say it's an ice cream store. You know, I have a lot of experience with ice cream uh, and running that when you're gone. But if something breaks while you're gone and you have to make a quick financial decision and you want to turn to your partner and say, hey, what should we do? And your partner's out flying a trip. That could be difficult also. Uh, and, and this can go on as far as these lifestyles are concerned. So I hope you realize that it's both a challenge and it's also something that can be a blessing as far as the, the job is concerned. Just think you're going to have a minimum of 12 days off a month. And depending on some of your schedule, I get about 15 days off a month, usually even more, uh, because I'm able to get rid of a lot of trips. Like I said, I, uh, the last year, I think I flew like about um, like 580 hours in one year, had many days off, uh, and I really enjoyed it. So as far as the lifestyle is for me, it's great. As far as the lifestyle is for certain people, it's not. And I'll give you another instance where depending on where the career is and where you are in life, it may not be good. A good example is I've seen this happen quite often where People will change careers and they'll go into the, the, the aviation career, then go to, say, a regional so they can build hours. They go to the regionals, build hours. Maybe they want to be a corporate pilot, et cetera, but they still know that the regional jobs, you build a ton of hours, and that's why they go there. No real interest in the airlines. But then they realize when they get there that they're going to be on reserve. They've got to fly from wherever they live to some place that then they have to get a crash pad, and they're living somewhere on hardly any money. They're not making much money, and they're away from home all the time, and it gets to be a strain. Many times those people leave those jobs. They'll quit. They'll quit the regionals and move on. Uh, that changed recently, and uh, well, six months ago, and uh, it, it was like that. Now it's not like that again. I mean, you're going to be on reserve for quite some time. So things change in the industry, and it always, always does. Uh, so hopefully that's given you some insight. Do me a favor, though. Look at some of the past episodes and look where I've interviewed people and their careers and their lifestyles, et cetera. I'm trying as hard as I can to ask some of those lifestyle questions of people. Uh, we've had uh, you know an air show pilot on. Look at uh, his lifestyle. He's <laughs> flying air shows on his days off. We have many people doing so many things. So I've really... I really appreciate the question, and I think this is a really cool job as far as the lifestyle is concerned, but I really love the fact you go in with your eyes wide open and find out what it is that 
people do and what their their careers are like and their lifestyle. Get on Instagram. Look up airline pilots. Look up corporate pilots. Cor- look up cargo pilots and all these different types of pilots and find out what it is that they do. And I want you to to actually figure out the lifestyle based on that. You know, I'm on, I'm not the only voice out there. That's again, I, I love all these other voices coming on this podcast and telling us what it's all about, uh, what the military lifestyle is about as far as flying is concerned, what the civilian world is about, and that's the most important thing. So keep looking. That's the most important. So I hope hope that's answered your question. I've given you a lot of information there about the lifestyle. To sum up from my perspective, I think most people that get involved in this industry absolutely love the lifestyle. Uh, And it's one of those things that I think many people don't realize they have until it's gone. And we're seeing that now. I mean, right now we're seeing people that are being displaced, being furloughed. Uh, by the way, you can look at some of the videos on uh, you know what it is to be displaced, what it means to be furloughed. It's all on our YouTube channel. You can click on YouTube from our website, aviationcareerspodcast.com. We go in a, a deeper dive there. And it's really important to, to understand from another lifestyle perspective, you have to be like a business owner and you have to save money. It's uh, because the the ups are great in this industry and the downs can be real downs. And uh, when it, when things go down, it goes down for a long time. And uh, you have to be able to, to wait it out and survive a lot of time off and have options as far as what you might be able to do uh, during those downturns in the, in the industry. Some people have no issues, have had no issues as far as like furloughs and layoffs and things like that. Again, this is uh, an industry where a lot of it's discretionary income, it's uh, business uh, rely on you know moving people, and this is one of the first things that gets cut is travel. So you're going to have to you know when other people are the economy's coming back, it might take longer for it to come back in this industry. It's booming for a while, and then all of a sudden it gets cut off and it it goes down rather quickly as we've seen lately. So all these things I I'm hoping is helping as far as the career is concerned and, and the lifestyle. But uh, anyway. Uh, thanks again for that question. If you have a question, uh, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. We'll read your question on here, obviously making it anonymous like I've done. Uh, if you're interested in coming on, please uh, send us an email. Also, don't forget to uh, visit our, our sponsor here. Uh, this actual podcast today is sponsored by uh, plainenglishsim.com. It's an app-based aviation radio simulator. And what it does is enables you to learn English by, and they actually have an IFR and a VFR version now. And it helps you by simulating English on a phone, you know, on a, a mobile device. It's app-based. Also, another thing that you can do if you visit plainenglishsim.com is uh, get, you know, there's a lot of times they'll give you like a free sample, you know, free uh, ability to actually go through it and look at some of the videos and that type of thing as far as how it works. Plus, another thing that they've done at plainenglishsim.com is they've uh, given us a coupon code, plain English sim, all one word. And that's for a free scholarships guide. So check it out, uh, aviationcareerspodcast.com. Look at the scholarships page. Use plain English sim at the checkout, and that'll enable you to get a free scholarships guide for one year, which we update every month. We have over $50 million in scholarships, and and it's growing every day. And it's just one of these wonderful resources, something that we're really passionate about. And and we keep growing with it. We keep uh, looking at new avenues and what we're going to do with it in the future as far as the database is concerned, et cetera. But this is one of the things that I really enjoy is these type of questions. And I think it's important for you to know, understand the lifestyle, understand how it is you're going to pay for your training, et cetera. What's the most important thing? Like we talked about with degrees, one of the most important things is being a pilot 
is the flight time. The next most important thing, obviously, is other qualifications that are needed by the airline or by the corporation, which could be advanced degrees. It's usually at least a bachelor's degree. But I think the most important thing that you can do, if you're listening right now, is make sure that if you're interested in this lifestyle and finding out more about this lifestyle, you don't just stop at this one podcast. You get out there and start doing your research. Don't stop now. If you're somebody that's interested in the lifestyle, go listen to some of the past episodes here. We have a ton of them. And find out, you know, listen to some of those different pilots that are out there. Find out if this is something you want to do. Find out if going, you know, flying out in China is something you might want to do in the future. Maybe it's something in the cargo world or maybe it's something else in the aviation industry, like we talk about people being engineers. And we talk about people working at the airports and flight attendants, et cetera. There's so many cool jobs in this industry. And if you're somebody that's thinking about trying to pay for education, don't just stop. Do something today to find more about that career and how to pay for that career. Check out the scholarships. Check out ways that you can pay for it. Send an email. Get it Right after you're done here, send an email to one of the colleges you're thinking of going to, to one of the flight schools, and say, hey, I, I want to figure out how to pay for this. Can you help me? But most importantly, if you're listening right now, do something today to move forward in your career. It could be something small. It could be something large. But I want you to do something right now to move forward in your career. Well, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved. <laughs>